it's God first, other second, yourself third. The unique and cool thing about it is if you have that perspective, it comes back around to benefit you. Iwoo Hoops presents The Pursuit. Go inside the locker room as Iwoo Hoops trades the pursuit of me for the pursuit of three. Welcome to episode 19 of The Pursuit. I'm Jeff Clark, and I'm one of the basketball coaches at Indiana Westland. Today, we're going to continue the conversation about the team's pursuit of joy during the postseason. In the first half, Jacob Johnson and Kyle Mangus are going to talk about the team's time together before the Elite Eight, when the players, coaches, and fathers threw away their fears and frustrations and chose to pursue joy. In the second half, Coach Widener and Coach Osborne were joined to share more about the concept of joy and why they think it came to life for the team during the postseason. We're joined now by Jacob Johnson and Kyle Mangus, and we're going to go to the hotel room to a meeting that Kyle, after the season, said was one of the things that he thought was key to us winning the national championship, how we came together spiritually in a specific moment. We've heard a little bit about it in past episodes, but Kyle, can you take us to that night, what had happened the first couple games, and why you thought that night was so important? Yeah, so the first couple games, for anyone who is in Sioux Falls or anyone who is watching online, you could definitely tell from a viewer standpoint that like it just wasn't the same team that you had seen in the conference tournament just just blow out teams and, and just look totally together so something was definitely missing uh, from our team and we were we were about to play Morningside who was a team from Iowa and they're one of the best offensive teams in the country they were just playing great so it was a huge game and um, we had a, a Devo and it was called fears and frustrations and I really thought this was a meaningful moment uh, during the national tournament, and um, I felt like it was a little different for every guy because um, we talked about throughout the Devo fears and frustrations that were holding us back from from playing fearless and, and playing with pure joy. And like for me, um, one thing was like I feared that Morningside would would be hungrier, and like I know for for Jake, like one thing that he was he feared or, or was frustrated with was that he wasn't wasn't going to be a, a good enough leader to lead this team to a national championship. And like I said before, it was it was different for every single guy, every guy, every, every coach, even some of the dads that were with us. They all had different fears and frustrations that um, they felt were holding them back from playing great. So we talked those through, and I, I felt like a, after that Devo, everyone just felt like a sense of relief and just like something new inside them as we went into that Elite Eight game. So we had all the the dads who were in Sioux Falls, the players, the coaches, and we talked about how our fears and frustrations can rob us of joy. And joy is what we had felt called to pursue, but we weren't sensing it in those first two games. And then after we wrote them down, we got into groups and we talked about them and we prayed about them. And it really was amazing to hear some of the things you guys articulate things that we had no idea that you were carrying with you into the tournament Jacob I remember you were in my group what do you remember about the things that you had been sensing as fears and frustrations to that point yeah I, I would say one of my biggest fears going into it and just understanding the leadership that came before me and the the type of guys and and the different moments that they they 
they shined as leaders. And I, one of my biggest fears was just that I wouldn't be able to lead our team well enough to a national championship. And um, it nobody on on the team had ever told me that. Like everybody believed in me and Ben or Ben and I's leadership. But like I don't know, it was just something that I was carrying with me, and it was just like a fear that I'd kept inside, and not really talked about. And um, yeah, just just that I wouldn't be able to to live up to those standards. And, and lead us to a national championship, really. And as we watched you, you were leading it at such a high level, we never would have even considered that was something you were carrying around. And almost every coach and every player had one of those. I remember my fear was watching Morningside. It was my scout, and they were a high-level offensive team. I thought they were one of the top three or four teams in the whole tournament and maybe the best offensive team that we had played. And it was holding me back because I was thinking, I got to tell you guys about – 500 different sets they run and all the tendencies and in a 24-hour turnaround you just can't do that and I was at risk of overburdening you guys with information rather than allowing you to play in freedom because of how much I gave you so that's something I shared and all of us then took our fears and frustrations that we wrote down and we threw them away and instead we decided to call out joy in each other what do you guys remember about the way that we called out greatness that night so to call it greatness, uh, we went through every player on the team and just said some things about them that we see when they're really, really playing in, in true joy. So I'll give you some examples like Grant Smith. I remember we see him playing true boy or true joy when you know he's getting a tip dunk or he's getting a chase down block or dive or like yeah diving on the floor. Or for Kanan, it'd, it'd be sprinting down the floor, hitting a transition three. Like we just see true joy from them. Uh, Trevor Harrell, like, leading on the bench, always encouraging guys. Um, Joel, getting a stop, just locking some guy up. Like, he gets so excited over that, and we just see true, true joy uh, out of that from him. Something that uh, we talked about earlier in the podcast and uh, just kind of earlier on the season when we, when we went through, like, a rough patch was we, me and Ben had talked to Kyle about playing more enthusiastic and playing with being a more vocal leader on the on the team and bringing more energy and um like that definitely came out in in the tournament especially that game when Kyle had a lot of vocal energy and just enthusiasm when we get stops and he'd make a big play he just ignited us and that's like that's when I see him playing in true joy and that's just kind of a testament of what happened early on in the season when we you know challenged him to rise to that level and then it played out in the tournament so it was so fun to hear you guys say these things because there was an energy in the room when someone said, Joel, when you are clapping, it just gives energy to everybody and we see joy in your face. And at the end, we just challenge everybody. The thing that people see in you, can you live into that tomorrow? Don't worry about if you made a shot. Don't worry about if you had a foul, what the referee called. Just focus on what your teammates see in you when you play with joy. What was it like as we walked out of that room? Yeah, I would say walking out of the, the room, um, we just kind of had a weight lifted off of us, knowing like we weren't defined by those fears and frustrations, um, but found our identity in God. And and I think like going out, I think it was Evan that said something along the lines of he knew we were going to play well the next the next day just because um, we, we were playing in so much freedom and had so much freedom after that. And, and I think it played out later on. Yeah, um, when we actually did play during that game, like I remember we jumped out to like an 8-0 lead or 10-0 lead, and everyone was pumped. Like our bench was going crazy, coaches were going crazy, everyone on the court was 
fist pumping, even our fans, like they were all up cheering and like <laughs> they could just they just sense something different in us. And I remember them telling us that a- after the game. So yeah, going going into that game, we knew we were going to play well, and during that game, we really showed it. It's so fun when everything comes together, and it really was one of those nights where everything came together. I think the when we went up eight or. 10-0, it was when Kanan hit that transition three that everyone yeah. was talking about. And there was a timeout, and everybody rushed the court, and we're celebrating Kanan making that shot. What's it like in those moments as a player when everything's clicking and everything's going the right way, and you just p- play at a, a level that maybe the team hasn't seen before? It's almost it's almost surreal in the moment when you look back at it. It almost feels like kind of like a dream when you when everything's just going going well and you you have so much confidence in each other, confidence in each other, and uh, just playing like that is 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 just a such a fun and joyful experience. I think. And when we come back, Coach Osborne and Coach Widener will join to discuss the team throwing away their fears and frustration, and how the pursuit of joy fueled the team's play in the national tournament. This podcast was created to take you behind the scenes of building an I Am Third culture in a basketball program. But IW Hoops believes this philosophy can translate to any context. As we enter this one-minute halftime, we want to let you hear from our sponsor, Insurance Management Group, who is building a culture of I Am Third in the insurance industry right here in Indiana. Here's IMG President Trent Daly. Pursuing the I Am Third lifestyle has helped me grow as a leader in all aspects of life. Putting God first, my colleagues and customers second, and myself third has impacted IMG in ways I couldn't have imagined. At IMG, we have a passion for people and helping them achieve their goals. We are not just an insurance agency. We are a culture and an experience. You should expect more from your insurance agent. Visit us now at www.ins.com mgt.com now back to the second half we're back for the second half with coach david osborne and coach jordan widener coaches in the first half we talked with jacob and kyle about joy and about a specific team meeting we had coach osborne what'd you see from the guys that night so as as we had finished up the the regular season we're playing at a really really high level and I think as we, we came into the, the postseason, the national tournament, we kind of thought that we're just going to pick up right where we had left off. And um, as we came out and started playing, it wasn't quite to that level. And this tension had just started to, to build. And maybe it was some unmet expectations, some guys that hadn't had the, the opportunity to be out there at the national tournament yet. And uh, I think that was – we just started to feel that throughout the, throughout the program with the guys. And um, this night was just an opportunity for them – to an outlet for them to to let go of again fears and frustrations and uh it was just a, a good opportunity for them coach Widener, it really makes me think back to episode 17 when you shared about when you were a player and uh the night before the elite eight game and you got up in the middle of the night and you found yourself in scripture and the next morning when you shared a lot of stuff came out that we didn't know you were dealing with from a fear standpoint why do you think it is that these tensions build up inside of us, even when it's someone like you who you watch you on the court and you're one of the most fearless competitors that we've ever seen? You know, I think a lot of it is is the pressure of society. You know, as a male and a, and a figure, of a, a leader in society, you're told that you're bulletproof, you know. You can't have any weaknesses. You can't have any chinks in your armor. You have to be solid and strong for those you're leading. And I think similar to the I am third, the I am third philosophy of 
being a leader, a spiritual leader, a man after God is countercultural. You know, the, the moment that you open and um, empty yourself out and share your weaknesses, that's the minute that you can relate and, and you allow people in. And as a leader, um, in order for people to follow you, they have to be able to relate to you. Uh, they have to be able to connect with you in some way other than, oh, he's just doing the right thing. And so I think for our guys to be able to get up and share about, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what I'm afraid of. That just that that goes so much deeper than just a comment or, or or a fear. You know, it allows you to go deeper from from a brotherhood standpoint. You can connect with each other, and then you can you can be there, and it just opens up the door for a new level of trust. One of the things I loved about this night is it didn't stop there. It ended with the guys standing up and calling greatness out of each other, saying, "Hey, here's what I see that you're great at. Here's what you need to live into tomorrow. When when you play with joy, this is what it looks like." What did you see out of that, Coach Osborne? So, again, I think it part of being I am third is, is showing and calling out greatness from, from other guys. And the guys got the opportunity to do that um, that night. And the fun part, as you, you alluded to, like we got to see that play out on the court. And Jacob Johnson was one of the guys, I mean, he shared just from him fears and frustrations of being a senior leader and uh, where he wanted to take the team. And um, as we get into the, the first half against Morningside, um, we obviously come out to an 8-0 run, and that gets capped off by Kanan Coffee hitting a three, a transition three, which is, again, what guys called out for him. And um, then as, as basketball goes, there's a, other team makes some runs. And Jacob Johnson had, had expressed again, hey, I want to be that leader. And every time they made a run three times in that first half, he came up with a big bucket for our team. And as you run down the list of guys, um, one of their guys got hot, and Joel being a defensive stopper came in and, and defended him well in the the, the later, latter half of the second half or the first half. Grant Smith came in, pursued the ball in offensive rebound, created an extra possession for the team. Transition gets us a, an easy bucket. Um, Kanan again the transition three, and Evan had 12 points in the first half. Our team had seven offensive boards. We're up 43-26, um, and again that was because every guy was bought in. Every guy was willing to to be honest about where they were at. And uh, through that, we were able as a team to collectively, again, get rid of those fear and frustrations, end the tension, and just play you know, fearless basketball. What I love about what you just said, it breaks down this stereotype about joy where how does that connect to actually playing well on the court? Well, what happened behind closed doors as we pursued the I Am Third Life played out in a real and tangible way on the court. And it made us play at a, a really high level because guys weren't – pursuing negative thoughts they were pursuing joy last thing from from either one of you guys both you guys are uh, no question going to be college head coaches someday just as you view this night or other experiences like this from this year what thoughts do you have on leadership and coaching in general when you get to be behind the the closed doors and see this then see it play out on the court you know i think uh as a leader, uh, you want to surround yourself and have people on your team that are all good at different things. Um, if you have everybody that, that's good at one thing, there's other areas that are going to be lacking. So I think the importance of making sure um, the, the people that you're around and the people that are in your group or on your team know how great they are and know their purpose. Um, and it, it does go farther than just, just the tangible things they're good at. I think being able to, to relate to them on a personal level and kind of what we mentioned, just call the greatness out of them. 
uh, call them to be the, the best version of themselves that they can be. And ultimately, as a leader, you have to walk, walk alongside them and ultimately serve them to help them get to that point. And I think just as we saw, it went beyond basketball. And you can have the schemes and the game plans and all those things are important as well. But uh, culture is king. And in order to, to deliver and execute on the court, you got to have a group of guys that are willing to buy in off the court as well. And nights and moments and creating moments, being a moment maker, um, being able to do that with a group of guys, that carries over to the floor as well. And I think um, that night of letting go of fears and frustrations was a big part of that and something as I, as I get to Lord willing coach and continue to do this, you want to create those opportunities for your program. I think it'd go a really long way. And hearing from you, I really think of Joel Oka for that night because he started the night off and I know you and him work so hard on the basketball aspect of things throughout the season. Well, you just said we walked out that night and it was no longer about basketball, but it was because we, we pursue leadership in a countercultural I am third way it becomes not about basketball, but then we're able to go to another level on the court, and it's what ultimately drove our success the following night in a tough game and took us to the Final Four. We're here with an overtime bonus section. We've got a question from Instagram from goggles14 underscore for Coach Tonigal. Remember, you can hashtag any question to ask IWU Hoops on any social media platform. Coach T., what was the most overlooked fundamental of basketball that led to a third national championship victory? Man, that's a great question. As I look back on the season, I, th I think the tide really turned for us when, as a team, we started guarding collectively. But that came as a result of uh, some individual defensive intensity that really uh, stepped up a notch. And it was really Evan Maxwell, I think. Evan, Evan started to find his place on our team defensively. He started to figure out how he had to guard in our league. And as he did that, it just gave our defense a, a backdrop to which, you know, we could really count on. And then it, it just took team intensity uh, to another level. And so I got to give Evan Maxwell credit for buying in on the defensive end. Next time, you're going to hear from four of the greatest I Am Third leaders I've ever been around. In the first half, Coach Tonigal, Athletic Director Mark DeMichael, and President David Wright will join to talk about the morning of the national title game and how the pursuit of three is happening all across Indiana Wesleyan's campus. This is how I intended intercollegiate athletics to work. Mm. And as you hear so much from coaches and in our department, talk about our, our part of our mission is to be counterculture. And it's true, I am third is counterculture in the world of intercollegiate athletics in this, in this world. And we talk about turning that upside down. Well, in, in reality, you know, we are turning it upside down in the world's definition, but but it's right side up when it comes to God's definition mm -hmm. of how intercollegiate athletics works. And that's the core and the foundation of who we are. In the second half, IMG President Trent Daly will talk further about context. What does the pursuit of three look like in a business context? Join us next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Pursuit. If you were challenged to grow from this podcast, please rate or review us on your podcast platform or share with those you know as it helps multiply the impact. If you have a question you would like to ask IWU Hoops on a future episode, hashtag AskIWUHoops or email jeff.clark at indwes.edu. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at IWU Hoops. 
Join us next time right here on The Pursuit. And remember, if you want to be first, first find a way to be third.